All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done. And there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire, and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company, and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding for their deals. I know this because I know these students personally, and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing, and it can make you a small fortune flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen dollars or $20,000 to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. you got to go ahead and stay, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back, guys. This is the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge, joined with co-host Ray Bartle today. Good morning. Ray. Good morning. Good morning, guys. We Welcome. We have a special guest today, guys. We have Mr. Alan Cowgill. And Mr. Alan Cowgill is the expert in private money and you know how to raise private money. So, Ray, you want to introduce Alan sure. for us? Yeah, I'm really excited that Alan was able to join us today. I mean, personally, I mean, he's one of the gurus that I've, I ran into uh probably midway through my career because uh, previously I used private lenders not really knowing what I was really doing Dave I just kinda cropped along and all of a sudden I, I was introduced to Alan Calgill's program which I purchased and I started using it and and what happened to me is I, I started outgrowing my lenders so I had to go ask more and more private lenders to loan me money to keep my business going it's, it's just made a big big difference in, right. in, in the real estate business and also my my uh, rehab projects um, and I've been studying Alan for many, many years, and I really appreciate him coming in today. I would just tell you, his, his program works. 
I can tell you that firsthand, and that's why we really, really are glad that he, he was able to, to meet with us today. Um, probably, and we'll go through some questions and, and, and that we want to talk with Alan. Um, and at the end, of course, we're going to see uh, if there's anything uh, special you'd like to offer or any kind of advice you'd like to give us. Um, so I guess the first thing I want to do, Alan, could, could you give us some of your background, exactly how you got started in the private lending and, and uh, you know, kind of how your career began? Yeah, I'd love to. And, and I, uh, I greatly appreciate you guys uh, doing this education for everybody. Um, it's great. And I uh, appreciate you asking me to to join you. I, uh, We're happy to have well, you I started out many years ago broke. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was in uh, corporate America, um, and I'd been successful as a middle manager. Uh, but as I was climbing that corporate ladder, one day I realized I had a ladder against the wrong wall. <laughs> I heard 92% of the population retire at poverty level after working at JLB all their life, and it got my attention uh, because I was struggling. Uh, it, it, I, I, uh, I was struggling paying my bills, and I, uh, even though I'd been successful in corporate America, I, I was living in a little dinky two-bedroom apartment. And kind of let you know what I was living through at the time, I had this old beat-up car that um, – I needed to put some money into, but I was too busy paying my other bills, and I put that on the back burner, and then one night on a first date, this thing paid me back. You know it's going to be an ugly story, right? Well, <laughs> I can't I, imagine. Yeah, I pulled up in front of this apartment complex to walk this lady up to her door uh, after our very first date, and uh, halfway up to the door, I turned around and looked. My car had burst into flames. No <laughs> way. Yeah, when I, when I tell that uh uh, the groups that I speak to, uh, uh, like when I spoke for uh, for you guys, Ray, I uh, uh, I hear somebody in the back of the room yell "hot date," you know. It's yeah, more like, yeah. It really, really probably really impressed her, I assume. Oh yeah, it, it, yeah, that was our last date. You know, every morning when she woke, she remembers that date was a burnt chard mark in the parking lot. So it kept me uh, frustrated in my life. I uh, I didn't know what to do. I looked into franchises, oh. but they take. Uh, they take money, and I didn't yeah. have money. Um, <laughs> I did decide to invest, though. Uh, that year, I took my whole federal tax return and plunked it down on Ohio lottery tickets. How'd that work out? Uh, it didn't work out at all. No, I lost <laughs> on every ticket. And I kind of kid the people uh, that, are, that are listening to me that, uh, you know, uh, you know, now they, they don't think I'm the sharpest tool in the shed, you know. So I... <laughs> Kept me, kept me broke, kept me frustrated. I was worried about paying my bills, and one night I couldn't sleep. And I get up, and I started to channel surf, and I hit one of these real estate infomercials. Oh, wow. And I watched it. got my attention, and I didn't have the money to spend on the home study system because I spent my money that day on lottery tickets. <laughs> but uh, I picked up the phone, and at 2 o'clock in the morning, I ordered that home study system and became enthralled with real estate. And that year I bought two properties, the next year – uh, five. The following year, I bought 18. Since that point in time, Whoa. I've done hundreds of real estate deals. But half the deals I do are without monthly payments. Oh, I like and, that part. Yeah, and that's all because along the way, I found private lenders. Uh, and that's how I fund my deals. Great. Well, can you tell us a little, you know, what is private money? I mean, how, you know, and why should real estate investors actually try to, try to use it in their deals, too, like you did? Yeah, when I was coming up through my real estate education, I heard this thing about hard money lenders and private lenders, and I've been going to the, to the local bank and uh, and getting my my loans. But one day the regulators came in and took a look at the 
took a look at the bank's books, and they said, you can't do those type of loans anymore. And what that did is it shut off the funding for all oh, of us boy. creative real estate investors uh, within 24 hours. And so I had to do something else. I went out uh, a line of credit, but, uh, you know, we need a lot of money in this business. You max that out. You shut your own business down. Every year they can uh, call that money due. And uh, I, uh, uh, I I didn't know what to do. I, I, I looked at hard money lenders, and they're very expensive. And so uh, I heard this thing about private money, but I thought it was the same as hard money at the time, but it's actually distinctly different. A hard money lender, what they do is they set the rules. What uh, we do with uh, private money is we get to set the rules. Well, my mom had come into some money when my dad had passed away, and she did what most folks would do. She took the money and plunked it down on a bank certificate of deposit. And she would drive 45 minutes one way just to get a few pennies more on interest on that uh, because she knew she'd have to live off that the rest of her life. Well, I went to mom and I said, look, you're getting this poultry low rate of return on a bank CD. I can give you three, four, five times what you're getting on a bank CD. I can give you a mortgage, a promissory note, hazard insurance, lender title insurance. I can pay you simple interest and pay you monthly. And mom jumped for joy and started, wow. to, started to loan me money. So to answer your question, private money is money that you borrow from a private individual and you get to set the rules uh, on on your funding. Uh, they don't set the rules. They they let you do it, at least the lenders that I, I do business with. And, you know, I said something earlier about half the deals I do are without monthly payments. Um, let me let me talk about that for just a second. Yeah, please. The, um, um, what I, I found is that if, if you could find someone that had an IRA, uh, or uh, they worked at JOB and the company offered a 401k program. The uh, if if that person has quit, retired, or gotten laid off, and for the folks listening out there, you ought to write that down. If you know someone that has uh, a 401k and they've quit, retired, or gotten laid off, quit, retired, or gotten laid off, and uh, they can take that money and roll it over into a self-directed IRA, which is what you want them to do, a self-directed IRA. Well, th as that money's in that IRA, they can borrow money out of that IRA to live off of every month, but they still have a pile of money in there they want to make grow. And that's where we come into play, where we can use that money on our deals. We can use that money on our, our real estate deals. So um, mom's money wasn't IRA money. I could just just uh, borrowed is on a, a bank CD. But some people, they move their money into a self-directed IRA. Uh, you can also borrow their money. And the beauty of that is they don't need the monthly payments like my mom did. Uh, if they want money to live off of, like I said, they can pull it out of the IRA. But, but what happened is I found these people didn't need monthly payments. Now, let me take you back in time, and, and maybe you were going to get into this in a little bit, but let me go ahead and talk about it now, is is when I got started, the going rate was 15% interest. I've been in real estate wow. uh, 20 years, and I had my private lender, my first private lender, uh, two years uh, into that. And so, I, yeah, you're right. That's a lot of, uh, that's a high interest. Well, over time, the market changed, 
and I got feedback from my private lenders that 15% was too good to be true, and so I lowered <laughs> my interest rate to keep them happy. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it, it's a, I'm glad today, you guys laughed because it was my, that's the best joke I got right there. Yeah. Okay? Right. So, so, Alan, so, Alan, today, what is, what is the best interest, or what is the interest rate that you're offering your, your uh, private lenders now? Yeah, well, what, what, what happened was I, I, when that thing dropped, I paid a split rate, 10 and 12%. 10% if they wanted monthly payments and 12% if they'd let the money accrue. And i got to be honest, I, I didn't think anybody would go for the no-payment idea. Right. But what I found is all these people that had these self-directed IRAs, that's exactly what they took because they were more interested in getting a higher rate of interest. Now, to answer your question, uh, the market shifted again. And right. I've got students that are paying 4 4 and a half, five, six percent 6% interest. Uh, the going rate I see right now, is between six and eight percent throughout the nation. Mm-hmm. So, is that, uh, is that with or without payments, or? Well, it, you know, you can structure the business however you want. Right. You could do six percent no payments, or you could do six percent with payments and eight percent with without payments. You there see, you I was able to do to offer two interest rates because I uh, my properties I've got rentals and rent to own properties, and so I had monthly rent coming in. And so I could pay a, a monthly payment to my private lender. Right. But uh, I also like to, to retail property by fixed sell. And so uh, for those folks, uh, they would, you know, they would be the no payment ones. So oh, wow. structure it however you want. You can use either one. To answer your question is you could do, uh, what I do is I, I, I either do a, uh, a no payment or I do a payment or I will do a low interest and amortize the loan and, and keep the house. Oh, wow. Okay. So long-term kind of um, lender. Yeah. Yeah, the beauty of this is it, it, it fits for, for, for all real estate investors. And right. about 40% of my, uh, my student base is commercial, and the rest are uh, residential. Okay. Well, I wouldn't realize that. I wouldn't think it would be that high. Forty percent commercial. That's wow. Great. That is good. Yeah, yeah. I get a, a a good portion of my folks that are that are doing commercial stuff. Hey, so Al, let's say. I didn't either when I got into it. I didn't realize that, but uh, w- once I uh, once I get out there and start teaching, I, I see that it fits for for anything. You know, people want to buy an office building or a forty unit apartment right, complex or right. or storage yeah. units, which are hot. Yeah. You know, they uh, they come to me. To figure out how to get private money, I don't. Um, I don't loan money. What I do is I teach people how to fish. I teach people yeah, right. to go out and get their own private money, yeah. and that that way they can use it for a lifetime. Yeah. So, Alan, so let me ask you this, Alan. So, okay, let's say I found somebody have an IRA. Uh, we they get into self-directed. What paperwork do I need to be able to make the lender feel comfortable and cover myself too on the on that particular loan? Good question. Oh, that's a great question. Um, you you want the same paperwork basically that a that a lending institution would use, and, and let me boil it down. It's not a big thick bunch of paper like they do. For us, it's a mortgage, a promissory note, hazard insurance, and lender title insurance, and a disclosure statement. So there's literally uh, five five different things. Yeah, yeah. There's basically five things, and on that disclosure statement, we ought to talk about that for just yeah. A let's let's. Uh-huh. Um, what uh, the the powers to be that that allow us to go get private money is called the SEC. Right. And I, uh, I hired an, I'm not an attorney. I don't give legal advice. So I had to hire an attorney many years ago to, uh, 
figure out what the rules are. And uh, uh, he researched every state in the United States. I even had him do Canada because I got uh, oh. students up there too. And when he got done, he called me up and he said, hey, I want to thank you. I said, why is that? He, he said, well, I got done with the project, and I'm moving into my new house, and you bought it. <laughs> Was that now, because of the fees like, you pay? He paid, you paid him? Yeah, he, yeah you know, you don't want to hear that from anybody that you bought their house, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so what had happened is, what, what, what happened when I did that is it, it set me apart from anybody out, out there even thinking about teaching private money because I've got the rules for every single state. And so, uh, Ray, when I came out and talked talk to uh, folks out there at your group, uh, what I did was I shared with them the, the, the information on their their state, you know, and right. encouraged yeah. them to go get an attorney to yeah, take care every, of it. Well, yeah. go, go ahead. I say every state's going to be different, I assume. Yeah, you know, the beauty of it is there's only five rules typically in every single state. And that's one of the things my, my attorney found out. And the rules are very simple. The problem of it is real estate investors don't know what they are. Right. And uh, But once they find out what they are, they realize how simple they are. Right. And, uh, and they just uh, <laughs> jump right in using private money. Now, on this disclosure statement, um, one, of, one of the things that you need to do with a private lender is disclose what, what you're doing. My disclosure statement's nine pages long. Okay. And it, it's very simple. It just tells them who I am, what how the money's used, how they get paid back, what interest rate do I pay, what kind of property am I am I buying and right. uh, and using the money on and how do long you, I expect to keep the property. Do you have a specific property identified at that point? No. 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 This the the uh, disclosure statement tells them the type of business I am, not what type of property I'm buying. Okay. Not what not no, I shouldn't say it that way. Not the address of the property. So I can okay, use just, it over over again without changing it. Yeah, so like I'm I'm going to buy residential property or I'm going to buy commercial, I guess. Is that that kind yes. of what it says? Yeah, in okay. my case it's ugly stinky houses. So, you know, I don't say it quite like that. <laughs> stinky houses. I don't say that quite that way in the disclosure statement, but you know, low end property. Yeah. Uh, so so let's say okay, we've got the money, we got the paperwork in place. Now, do they just just hand me a check or do I go to a closing or how how does that how does that part work? Wow, I'm glad you asked that. That's a, that's a great question. Uh, the uh, you know people getting into this, they they don't understand that. They think it's okay to touch the money, but the problem of it is, we promise private lenders that the money is secured by real estate. Okay. And therefore, if you touch that check, then that that money is unsecured, and you would be uh, in uh, violating what you told the private lender it could be construed as, as committing fraud it could be that, oh, you know, wow. seen that way. So, uh, that's not what we do. What we do is we have the lender send the money to a formal closing that I set up and then, uh, the money is put into escrow there. Uh, and I order up money about seven to 10 days in advance before I'm getting ready to close. Uh, the lender needs to send uh, good funds in, which means that, you know, it needs to be a wire, or a, a bank check. Uh, if it's right. a personal check, then then we're going to have a dry closing, or or we're going to have to let the thing, you know, set there for a while. Sure, yeah, exactly. Clears. So the money goes into escrow. We close, and what I do, I think you guys are going to love this. I always borrow extra. In there fact, everybody listening ought to write that down. Always borrow extra. You know, we are taught when we get into real estate that we 
earn our money when we negotiate the deal, but you physically don't get your money a lot of times until you sell the property. Right. In my world, I get the money on both ends. I get the money when I close, and I get a bigger chunk of money when I sell. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, I close to buy, I get a little mm-hmm. chunk. And so I always borrow extra money. And so when I go to closing, I, uh, on my side of, of the paperwork, I will, I will have enough money to rehab the property, uh, and, and I'll have uh, this extra money in case uh, uh, I miss my rehab. In case I, you know, something goes goes yeah, amiss. If, if something doesn't go amiss, then I've got extra cash the day I buy, and that right. helps everybody's cash flow. Imagine doing a deal, borrowing extra money right up front, and having no monthly payments. That's great. Yeah, Think that's about great. what that would do. Oh, you mind if we ask, uh, like, how much extra you borrow? Is there a formula for that? Are you borrowing ten percent? Are you borrowing five grand extra? Like, how do you determine how much extra to to to, to ask for? I, you know, I never got. I just did it deal by deal. I never got that fancy on it with a percentage. What I, you know, if I if I got a deal and I and I and I want to borrow, you know, like three thousand, I borrow that. The highest I ever took out was seventeen thousand forty five dollars. Whoa! On, you're but, saying extra? Extra. The day extra. I bought. In fact, right. let me tell you about that deal. Uh, what happened sure. was I sat on my desk and this lady calls up, and she says, "Are you one of the we buy houses guys?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I am." She <laughs> said, "Well, I bought this property." Uh, uh, nine months ago, and I've never bothered to make the first payment on it. For some reason, the bank wants it back. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine yeah. that. She said, I, I talked to the bank, and and she said, if I can find somebody to, to pay cash for this, by the end of the month, uh, they'll they'll sell it to them uh, for pennies on the dollar on what I paid for it. Well, oh. I, I went over, I, I, I took a look at the house, and, and one of the things... When you hear the end of the month, it doesn't sound too bad until you realize the end of the month is five days away. Whoa. So that would make some people pucker, I'll tell you. But right. if you got private money, it's a phone call away. In fact, uh, I, I tell my students, it's like ordering pizza. You know, the way I order money is the way you order pizza. You know, that's how easy it is. So I picked up the phone. I called up a private lender. They sent in money to closing. Five days later, I owned that house and on a property that I, I didn't know I was going to buy on a Monday. I owned on a Friday, and when I walked out of closing, I had $17,045 put in my bank account. Oh, my gosh. What a because deal. Because there was so much. Yeah, she had nego- she'd negotiated the short sale. She, uh, oh, wow. There was so much equity in the house that uh, I ended up making $31,945 on the deal when I sold it eventually. Wow, that's sweet. Holy cow, that's great. It, yeah. You know, so so back – Back on the handing the money over, I know is I know in Missouri we use title companies here in St. Louis. Is Ohio yeah. the same, or use these attorneys? Uh, I just got off the phone with a title company just a few minutes ago before we talked. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got title companies. We we use attorneys uh, too. So um, you know, we whatever you know you want to use. So yeah, yeah. We, on we what can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, the other thing I was going to say. Okay, so. How, how do I go find these private lenders, Alan? I mean, it sounds so easy. How do I actually, you know, how do I do that? How do I find private lenders? Well, great question. That, you know, that's actually uh, uh, the, the heart of my system is t- teaching people how to attract and then convert people into into private money. Um, so that's exactly what I teach folks. It, the, you know, I got a fortune on the first one because my mom was getting such a low rate of return on a bank CD and, in fact, if, if folks look at uh, uh, USA Today, the American newspaper, 
Um, if you go to the money tab, there's different tabs in there. If you go to the money section, on a Thursday typically or maybe a Friday, in the bottom left-hand right. corner of the front uh, cover on the money uh, section, it'll have the national CD rates. Oh, wow. And um, the rates out there uh, are horrible. Well, I've seen them down at 0022%. Oh, I mean, it, you know, like like a third of 1%. It's pathetic. You think about somebody loaning a person $100,000, and um, and that money sits out there at 0033%. Oh, geez, and after 12 months, they got they got all of 330 bucks. I mean, that'll bring wow. tears to your yeah, you know, you think about what we can really do on the same example of $100,000. If somebody pay, wants, if a real estate investor wants to pay 7%, at the end of the year, that same $100,000 for that person would make $7,000. Wow. Yeah, $6,700 is huge. So to answer your question on how to attract lenders, there's, there's a number of different ways. In fact, I've come up with 16 different ways to locate private lenders. Oh. Um, let me take you down two paths, though. One path is people that you know, and uh, what I would do is uh, I, I would create a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, that's that's what when I when I was in corporate America, uh, I would be giving uh, presentations using PowerPoint uh, every week. In fact, they flew me to Europe to give a 20-minute presentation one, and so um, I I. I would recommend that you create a PowerPoint presentation to tell your story uh, and then meet people uh, either at a restaurant. You know, if it's mom, you can meet at their house, but I don't like meeting right. people in their homes because of all the distractions. Exactly. Mom's okay, but, but if it's somebody else um, out there that, you know, like your uh, dentist or, you know, somebody, your, your child's teacher, and you want to talk to them about private money, I don't like going to their house because of the distractions. You know, the dog running through the house and somebody coming to the door and the kids and all that. I'd prefer to do it at a at a restaurant and sit there with your PowerPoint presentation and go go through it. I've also got a special report that I give them, uh, which is the typical twelve questions uh, that are asked by by private lenders, and so I cover them all. I, I give them in some a little brochure. I give them uh, to where it. it it says, you know, if you get this question, here's the answer. Here's what I do. And the other thing I've got that I like to use is an audio business card. You know, so many people like to read, like my mom. Other people like to listen uh, uh, to CDs and things like that. And so I offer both. And on the CD is a 22-minute um, audio explaining what private lending is all about and encouraging them to to loan money. And so... Uh, that's just a few of the ways to attract private lenders. Now, you can't jump off this podcast and um, and start advertising for private lenders because that's one of those restrictions by the SEC. You have to ask for permission before you can advertise to strangers. Um, right. I guess I'm guessing here, but in the in the eyes of the SEC, uh, they they don't want your empire to grow so large that you hurt people that they don't know about it. And if you advertise, then you could amass a lot of private lenders. Right, and right. so, um, but you, you can't know, advertise. It's not hard. You just fill out some paperwork and pay. sometimes you pay a, a small fee and sometimes there's no fee. And right. then after you get done with that, then you got the right to advertise. And uh, uh, there's uh, a lot of times that's controlled by your state and they'll right. have special 
forms for you to fill out. Yeah, I know, I know Al, I, I know you mentioned that special report, <clears throat> that PowerPoint presentation. I know that when I first purchased your program, that was what really got my business going. Where I, and it, Actually, you also have a credibility uh, report oh, yeah. that you provide. Actually, you know, I actually used yours just changed my name a few times. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, so that's what it's worked out. It makes, like, yeah, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. No, that's you know? a great thing, and it it was uh, and that's that's really made a big difference. Is you know when you come and talk to people, they may they might not think you're a real estate person until you start showing the things you've done, and that credibility report and is is makes it look like wow, this guy knows what he's doing. Look at his background, uh, and it kind of it, it's a really good way to build credibility that uh, people, especially people that you know, some might know you as. You know, like for instance, one of my private lenders. Uh, I've known him since he's been probably uh, high school. We played against each other in basketball, and, and he was a coach for 30 years. He retired, had a bunch of money, and he's been watching me do this. And you know, he sat down. He, he looked at me as a basketball player, you know, guy, and now he's looking to real estate business. Hey, this is a good place to put my money. It's sitting there at CD rates one and a half percent or whatever, and Ray's going to give us a lot more than that. So that I think that's. The biggest thing I got from your your program, Alan, was that credibility kit. Oh, I'm glad you told me that. Let me let me share something <laughs> with you, you might not know on how that thing came about. What happened was um, uh, this couple had a house for sale, and I went in and I I looked at the house and uh, we were sitting at the kitchen table, and they were motivated sellers because the wife had a boyfriend, and oh. so that makes them motivated, I guess. So <laughs> and they wanted to unload the house. Well, what happened to me? <clears throat> Uh, sitting at that table is, um, in my mind, I thought it was a done deal. I thought I had the house, and it was a right. it was a beautiful house, and I, and there was a lot of equity in it. And the wife says, "Prove it. Prove what you told us today that you can really do." Well, when I walked into the place, I didn't have anything in my hand, um, and so mm. I left, agreed to get up some information, went back, and I pulled together a a lot of information, and went back. And by the time I got back there, my competitor owned the house. Oh no. Uh. So they'd agreed to sell it to him. And so uh, ever since that day, I realized the importance of having something that, that I would be able to communicate in writing some of the uh, the reason uh, people ought to sell a house or loan me money or whatever. And so uh, when I started working with private lenders, it was a natural thing for me to take that same credibility kit and let them look at it. And, and they, if they want to keep it, they can, but, but in Normally they don't. Normally what they do is they'll they'll thumb through it, read a few things, and give it back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does is it it raises the confidence in uh, in them loaning money to you. You see, private lenders loan you money based on the fact that they trust you. Exactly. And you need to know that. And and uh, Ray, I know you do. And so that's where that credibility kit comes in. And I thought you did a marvelous job explaining it. On what yeah. it's done for you, and so it's, it's really it's really helped my business a lot, Alan. And it's it's given me the confidence to go talk to people who may not know me as well, and able to get uh, funds that way too. <clears throat> you know, the, one question I do have though. So let's say I'm in Missouri and I have a buddy of mine in California who wants to loan me money. Is there any rules of going uh-huh. across state lines? Yeah, there's a uh, yeah. What happens is uh, there's there's kind of two levels of the SEC. One is there's a federal SEC. And the other one is there's the division of the SEC within states. Well, when you go across the state line, then the federal SEC wants to wants some paperwork filled out, and it's free 
I'll give you the form right now if the folks want to write, write it down. It's called a okay. 504 Reg D. And I got that from my attorney. Like I said, I'm not an attorney, not giving legal advice. You, oh, yeah. you should do this out with your, your mm -hmm. uh, SEC attorney. And what I'm talking about, you ought to work with an SEC attorney, not your real estate attorney, because just like doctors, uh, you know, there's different specialties. You get a dentist and a chiropractor and a and a heart surgeon or you know, and general practitioner. So it's the same with with uh, attorneys. They have their different uh, expertise. So uh, yeah, the 504 Reg D is a form you can download off the internet, easy to fill out, and mm -hmm. that allows you to cross state lines. Uh, okay. For my attorney. And okay. so you fill it out, it's free, uh, you turn it in, and, and you're good to go. Right, yeah. right. Alan, is there any rules about how much money you can borrow from private lenders? There is. Uh, that's a great question. Um, there is rules. Um, huh, how do I word this? There is, there is different levels uh, based on, on what you want to do. And um, for an example... Uh, if I want to borrow money in my state, and most states are like this, like we can borrow up to a million dollars. But if I want to go unlimited, I, I have to fill out some paperwork, um, and then I could go unlimited dollars, which would be called a private placement memorandum. Some of you might know that as syndication. Uh, yeah. Rules on that is 506 uh, Rule C and 506 Rule B. 506 Rule C you can advertise, and with 506 Rule B, uh, you cannot advertise, uh, but you can amass mm. unlimited amount of money. And so mm. about, uh, I told you about 40% uh, of my, my student base is, is commercial. Um, about 25% of that 40 uh, would be using PPMs, okay. would be using okay. private placement where they want to go unlimited. So um, that is... That, that's a good question because people get into this, they don't know that there's some thresholds out there. And right. so, yeah. uh, that, that allows you to pool private money then too, right, Alan? Yeah. Pool oh, different, yeah. Different yeah, you can pool money yes. within your state, but you got a million-dollar cap, but you have to fill out the paperwork yeah. to do that. Uh, yeah, that's but, Missouri. Not a Missouri. I, I, I remember it's in Boston, I think up to 25 private lenders, if I remember correctly. But that should be checked with attorney. <laughs> but right. yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's thirty-five. But um, the, it might have it might have changed. Yeah, the um, the 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 other thing you you need to know uh, for the folks out there is that um, like in my state, I could go get a private lender in the next ten minutes. Um, there are uh, and most states are like that. You can get a private lender instantly, and then you can go up to your million dollar cap. And then at that point, if you want to get more money, then you have to uh, fill out some paperwork and uh, and go above that. Uh, right. Yeah. Now, there's 13 states that before you get a lender, you need to go uh, fill out a, a, a little form, the state form, and, and pay a fee. Actually, I think they do it for a fee. That's a personal opinion. But, but uh, uh, then you can go get a, a private lender uh, right after that. So... Okay. Uh, gotcha. So there's 13 states. You need to know if you live in one of those 13 states. Right. So, Alan, I've heard that the SEC has opened up the doors recently on advertising. Can you share yeah. what happened with that? Yeah. What happened back in uh, the first quarter of 2012, the Congress forced the SEC uh, to make some changes. 
And my understanding is the SEC wasn't very excited about doing it because they liked things the way they were. But uh, what happened is in, in September of 2013, they finally rolled out uh, where they could uh, people could advertise. And it gets back to that 506 Rule C that I talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, that's exactly what you're talking about. The PPM, uh, which is called a, a private placement memorandum, uh, what happened on that was uh, people could – uh, before uh, September 2013, they weren't allowed to advertise using that that big hammer. And I, I personally, I thought that was silly because you got unlimited money. It would seem like you should be able to to advertise, but but mm -hmm. they weren't. So Congress forced the SEC to to allow that, and uh, and so they they rolled it out and they they wanted to retain the old way, which which they uh, named it a Rule B. Uh, and they also created a rule C, uh, where uh, where they can where they can advertise. And you're working there with what's called accredited investors. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Now, what Ray was talking about a little bit ago on the 35 folks, that's on the still on the rule B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So no. you can have 35 non-accredited, and the rest have to be accredited. And yeah. then. Uh, uh, with the rule C, they're all accredited investors, which means that their worth, net worth is a million dollars, not counting their personal residence, right. or, not and, or they make $200,000 a year this year and they expect to make it next year. Right. So I guess meaning that they should know what they're doing is what we're saying, right? Exactly. Yeah, what happens is um, in, in the eyes of the SEC, you know, we're professional real estate investors and we're looking for – uh, uh, you know, skilled and savvy lenders and people mm -hmm. that have amassed that kind of net worth or earning yeah. power uh, yeah. should be pretty savvy. And so, therefore, they they relax the rules on on them yeah. and let us yeah. let us do business together. Hey, let me ask this: Are you familiar with like I, I see a lot on the wire today about crowdfunding? Is that is that something that that uh, you know some things about or how or uh, I just see it all the time, and it's curious. Yeah, I got a. I created a. Um, when that first rolled out, um, I created an ebook on it, and, uh, um, and so yeah, I got I got some knowledge on that. But here here's the deal. When you go out with crowdfunding, it is that you go out and you and you go to one of these portals, these these people right. that have, uh, set up, uh, yeah, someplace where you can advertise, and they got some rules. Uh, so you need to understand the rules, and then you go out and you put your offer out there. You, you, typically, uh, you would create a, a, a video to explain your offer, and maybe you'd give away some uh, some prizes or or whatever if you reach your goal and things like that to people, and uh, and you market it, and then you have to drive traffic to that. Okay. Okay. Now, that takes a little bit of work, takes a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. In my world, I could get a private lender yet today just by knowing the words to say and going out and, and talking to somebody. Right. And I could okay. have I could have money really, really fast right. and not have to wait all that time. Yeah, because uh, in that case, you have to build up to get your money, it sounds like, huh? Yeah, exactly. And I'm not putting crowdfunding down because, you know, I know it's it's exciting for some folks and things like that. In my world, it's just not worth the time. Yeah, Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So let me. So I know Alan. We're. I appreciate your time and everything. What? 
if you were starting over, like a lot of our students are just now starting out, trying to learn the business, what would you, is there, if you were starting from scratch, say tomorrow, what, what would advice would you have for a new investor? Two things. Uh, one is um, I would bring private lenders into my life right off the bat. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't, I, I, you know, it took me a while to understand it, to learn it and all that, and then finally uh, uh, get a couple private lenders. And after I got two private lenders, it took me another four years. I languished in my J-O-B uh, before I got my third lender and because mm -hmm. I didn't see the power and the potential at that juncture. And I, it was a shame because of the wealth building I lost over the years because I didn't uh, embrace the private lender concept. And so, um, I, uh, uh, you know, I would, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would get private lenders right away, and I would. Uh, um, the other thing I do is I, I'd work on my education, and I did oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I worked on my education, and it was. Uh, it was it was exactly the right thing to do. Uh, yeah. Went to live events. I got home study systems. Uh, went to a lot of one day workshops, and uh, I was just a sponge for for getting my education. Yeah, and that, that's what it takes. I, you know, we try. You know, our students, we teach them. You know, join a local RIA. You know, get out and see some people. I mean, it looks to get into real estate. Look at it as another career change. If you're not a real estate person, I mean, that's the way we, we kind of try to teach people. That it's, it's it takes a while. Um, you know, you see all these people online saying, "Hey, in two days I made a million dollars." I mean, just crazy things saying. But in reality, it, it's it it takes some time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely takes. Some yep. Time. It does. It does. Okay. So um, the uh, the other. Let's see what else do we have here? Anything else? I just have one more quick question more about quick? Uh, about the SEC, like about the structure of it. So who who does the SEC report to, and like uh, how are they structured? Oh, good question. Well, the um, uh, I wanted to know that too. I ended up having my attorney create four four audios on that for me to to give me give me the information on that. But um, the the federal SEC is a massive organization, massive organization. And, sure, I mean and they're essentially regulating every security and exchange nationwide, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they also have to worry about, about uh, things coming across the pond too, things from other countries and all that. Right, right. Wow. So they have know, to do so, that. Stuff. But every every state then will have their own. Uh, they call it the division of the SEC within every single state. So here I've got the Ohio division of the SEC. Uh, now sometimes I, I've noticed that there's a, a couple states uh, that have, have given it a different name, but it's actually the same uh, department, same function. And so what they do is they control commerce within the state, mm -hmm. and uh, the federal SEC will cover it when it crosses state lines. Gotcha. In, in a nutshell. So who do they report to? Do they report to the Congress, or is it just governor. to the, the uh -huh. governor then? Or yeah, I, I don't understand how the well, structure of it. Well, the, the, within the state, they work closely with the attorney general's office, Oh, okay. Okay, and so I, I, at the top level, I think I'm, I think it's the DOJ, but I'm guessing. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's Thanks what I that. guess too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I guess uh, we probably can take. I appreciate all the time you've given us, yeah, Al. I kind of want to, you know, and I appreciate. I know our students would be gr 
glad to get some information from. Is there any any parting words of advice you have for any of, any of the new guys trying to get back and get in the business? Yeah, I uh, um, every chance I get, I, I tell my students this that uh, I got a little saying that education is the foundation to your real estate business. Oh, wow, and very so, well. Yeah, so uh, say, say it again know. so I can write. Say it again so I can write it down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> education is the foundation to your real estate business. Yeah, very yeah, well education said. Education is the foundation to your to real, estate, your real business. estate business. Okay, awesome. awesome. I like that. Alan, is there anything that you would like to promote? We would love for you to share some information with our, you know, our listeners, our viewers, our our uh, our students as well. You know, and how they maybe be, maybe you're going to be able to contact you, or you know, any courses that you're offering that they could purchase. Um, can you give us some information about you know how they can reach you and and how they can maybe purchase one of your courses? Yeah, well, uh, a couple of things. Uh, how about if I give them something for free? Well, like better. Yeah, <laughs> how, about a, how about a free book on private private lending? That'd be um, awesome. If everybody writes this down, um, it's www. And then my name, Alan, A-L-A-N, Cowgill, C-O-W-G-I-L-L. Two L's. Yep, two L's. Dot com forward slash home, H-O-M-E. Home. Home. Uh, So Alan, A-L-A-N, C-O-W-G-I-L-L, dot com forward slash home. They can get a free book. On private awesome. money, and further continue this this conversation, continuing uh, education on on private money. Awesome, awesome. Okay, and then the second thing is you t- you talked about my products. Uh, if folks go to www. and there's four words here, just private lending made easy. Okay. And made easy, there's two e's there. M A D E and then E A S E. Dot com okay. private lending made easy dot com um, there's a couple things there that you need to know one is you can sign up for uh, 35 uh, e coaching lessons that I put together on uh, private lending and real estate sweet and they can sign up sign up for that and there's also um, another place where they can um, sign up and and there's uh, five items that they can that they can download. Um, like I said something briefly about money from across the pond. Well, that's called a Reg S. I've got a little people at students ask me about that. I got a, a little ebook out there, a couple pages actually. It's not real big, but it's enough to sure, get sure. you familiarized with it. And some other stuff, some other cool stuff out there, uh, downloadable CD, things like that. Mm. You know, so you get nope. more free training there. Yeah, another thing I, I remember uh, recently. Didn't you didn't you launch? Um, you you've identified private lenders that uh, students can actually go in and, and ident- you identified some in your area too. In there, a new program or something you just started not too long ago. Yeah, I got uh, uh, when they when they get. I don't do it until they get the system because right. I understand. I want to make sure that they got the tools to manage. You know the lender, and so when they they the, my. The system that I'm known for is my premium uh, system, and uh, when folks get that, uh, along with that, they get a uh, a website that is updated monthly with uh, people that have loaned money, uh, actually throughout the United States, and so they yeah, right in their backyard too. I'll be darned. 
Okay. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, my music. students love, yeah, yeah. So you got, you know, private lenders, you know, right there at your fingertips on this, on this website. Right. That's amazing. Well, Alan, hey, I really wanted to thank you for joining us today and uh, appreciate everything you do to help the real estate industry and especially, and, you know, being the expert in private lending. I think it's opened up a lot of people's eyes, and I know it's helped my business greatly to grow to where we're at. So, again, I want to thank you, and uh, um, I know David here's uh, – Yeah, we, we just appreciate having you on today and appreciate your time. And, again, uh, all of our students and our listeners and our viewers are, you know, are going to be appreciative as well. So thank you very much, Alan. We, we do appreciate you. Oh, you're more than welcome. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, 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 I love talking about private money. <laughs> that's, that's right. Again. Okay. Well, Alan, end us out with the closing quote. I know you've already said it a couple times, but I want you to just repeat it one more time. Uh, go ahead and give us the ending, the ending quote for the, for the podcast episode today. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what I tell folks is education is the foundation to your real estate business. Love it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Alan. We appreciate it. Thanks yep. for listening, everyone. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.